Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When my mum actually left, um, I went to school one day and um, when I was leaving, my mum must have told the school what was going on. They didn't know whilst it was going on, but they definitely knew once we'd, we'd fled. And he tried to pick me up from school one day um, and, you know, was absolutely not allowed to come near me. But he tried to um, abduct me from school and my head teacher. Um, spotted him and hid me in her office um, and and got him to leave and so it's things like that it's 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 um it's what's the it's it's being um alert it's being aware but you know schools are far better at um, monitoring who's coming for kids now you can't just come and pick a child up you know you have named people don't you you are listening to the dope black moms podcast we are going to be talking about some really tough topics today that might be triggering and distressful, so please do listen with caution. On today's podcast, we have Natasha Benjamin joining us, IETV Inspirational Woman of the Year winner, holistic therapist, certified trauma professional and founder of Free Your Mind CIC. Welcome, Natasha. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so grateful you can join me. I am grateful to have you in my kitchen virtually in Hamilton. Thanks for being here. So what was your mission with Free Your Mind CIC? What's the ethos? What what is the, the aim? So my mission now is to ensure as many children affected by domestic abuse um are are seen, heard get the support that they need. Um, you know, that 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 services are are available to them therapeutically to help them recover from their trauma you know we're doing that now we're there but we are um still we are growing we um i can't say much at the minute but you'll see us popping up in different parts of somewhere soon (laughs) very exciting the suspense I can't wait I can't wait <laughs> we're ba- we're currently based in London and um you know it's a huge issue in London and we want to it's a huge issue in so many other parts of the country as well and so we want to make sure that it's not a service that that's that you can only find in one place um as we've grown we've had so much um so many so many people inquiring um about a service like ours and you know the truth is whilst there is a lot there are a lot of domestic abuse services around there is there is only us that works in the field of of children um and domestic abuse that's wild that's wild mad isn't it i mean and and amazing that you have seen the need and you're taking action and doing something. So I applaud you and the team, and I can imagine what it's taken to get here with everything else you're doing. But so, so important, so important. And um, it is heartbreaking that it has taken this long. Um, 
for this to be recognized, but amazing that you are here. So what led you to start? <laughs> what led you to start the CIC? I grew up around domestic abuse myself. I, I grew up witnessing domestic abuse. Um, and I didn't realize the effect it had had on me at the time. You know, I was just a child. Um, it felt very normal. Whilst it very, it felt terrifying, it also felt like, okay, this is the life I'm living. All right, then. Um, I just have to adapt. I just need to make sure that I'm safe. I need to make sure that mum's safe. Um, it was a stepfather. So my mum and dad split up um, and she met this man. And um, and it was he that um, was the abuser. And I just, I remember, you know, waking up in the middle of the night one day um, and hearing something going on and then and thinking, you know what's that why is my mom screaming and I went into the hallway and he had her in like a like a, a headlock and um my instinct you know there was no other thought um I, I would have been frightened but my thought was gotta gotta jump on him and get him off my mom and that was the, save yeah gotta save mom and and so that was my introduction into this life we began living for um till I was 11 so a and good how, chunk old, of my how old were you at that time when you wanted to jump in and save mum? I was seven, so a good chunk of my developing oh. years. Gosh, and really formative that time, isn't it? Seven yeah. upwards. You're really taking in everything, how you understand the world, how decisions are made, how um, conflict is handled, how you shape your understanding. That that's yeah. I'm really sorry that you experienced that, that you and your mom experienced that. Thank you. So <laughs> what we're, we're setting up the CIC, just going back to that and the ethos and the mission. Were there any challenges that you came across? You know, being a black woman and this being the first venture of this kind? Yeah, there was loads. I mean, the 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 first thing is that um, when I when I realised the the um, the trauma that I had been through and how it had affected me, I went looking around for services to actually help me and couldn't find any. So I was looking very specifically for domestic abuse services that help children or, or people that had witnessed it as a child because it's a very different um, experience um, growing up that way to being in a relationship. It's a very different dynamic and it does d very different things to your brain. And, and so I couldn't find that. And, and that's why I set up Free Your Mind, because um, there was a lot there was there was not a lot going on in my life when I when I set up Free Your Mind. I, I, I was so unwell mentally that I was out of work um, I lived in London, but I was back at my mum's house. And um, and and how it's and so I started writing a blog about my experiences just as a place to have somewhere to 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 express myself. And what happened was, um, and I wasn't very tech savvy, still aren't now, um, I started to get um, people responding and saying, oh, my God, I grew up this way. I didn't realise that others, other people had. And um, that's 
very much how I felt. I felt very much like, oh, well, no one I know has ever been through this, so it must just be me. It must, you know, um, and and it was that moment that I thought I have to do something um, because there isn't anything out there, and all these people are writing back to me saying, I've I've experienced this too, and it just felt like. It was the right, it was just, I don't know what you call it, a serendipity moment, um, um, you know, um, one of those moments where it's, it just made sense, this is what I have to do, and the name Free Your Mind was the name of my blog, so it all just came together like that, um, but the challenges began in having to build a, a, a business from scratch, um, looking for help and support, which there wasn't any. And so how I even funded the service to begin with was I did a half marathon and and raised and got people to sponsor me. And um, from that, I built a website um, and and just built and built things from there very um holistically on my own um but well done thank you the, I mean the, the it was a struggle because one you know being black <laughs> um no one in the services um took me seriously as someone coming forwards in the domestic abuse area at all um you know I'd go to, I was invited to domestic abuse um you know like um meetings where there'd be other services there and 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 things like that and no one would even speak to me you know they'd they'd talk about domestic abuse but they'd just gloss over the children and they'd be like well I'm here to represent the kids but they didn't take me seriously you know um for a long time I looked at um you know other heads of services in domestic abuse and not one of them looked like me not one and and not and I didn't feel like I had you know any anything in common with them aside from that as well you know as people um there was very much this I don't know what you can call it but you know I'm very down I I consider myself very down to earth I talk to anyone about anything and it very it must it very felt it very much felt like oh well we must talk to you know we have to talk about you know where we've come from and you know the things that we're doing and you know and and I just thought I'm not nothing like you guys nothing like some of you you know a lot of them are much older than me as well so there's probably that but it felt very difficult to be taken seriously for a long time well done for persevering because I can imagine there are many times that you wanted to give up or could have given up um, on top of life on top of funding on top of just Uh the the general effort it takes to keep these things going and it's also heavy work you know this is heavy topics you're dealing with and children it, it it's a lot to live in constantly so just well done for pushing through because I can just imagine what the service is doing for children and so many others you know it it, it as you know spreads out to loved ones and families so for children that may be suffering, that may be in a domestic situation, living in the home. What what can we do? How can we support those children from a, from a kind of a, well any any point of view? How what would be the first 
signs or first steps that you would take? So I guess it all, it depends um, where your proximity to that child. So if you are a family member um, and you spot it, um, it's 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 so it's actually really difficult to 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 intervene and try and help because from the parents' point of view, they are so far entrenched in the trauma of the you, you know that they are going through with this partner. You know, um, the 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 most unsafe time in a in a in a relationship where there is domestic abuse is when you actually are looking to leave or have left. Um, and I have experience of that witnessing that with my mum um which I can share um and so it's it's what I would say is be there be there be a, a listening board be a sounding board um if you can if it, so I'm talking from the family member friend perspective if you can be around them as much as possible because that's going to um you know very few domestic abusers decide to do it around other people they they'd like to keep their behavior behind closed doors so people have no idea that they're like that um but if you are um on the outside like um you know a teacher at school or um yeah you know I mean, just like a teacher at school did for me, um, when my mum actually left, I'll tell you, when my mum actually left, um, I went to school one day and um, when I was leaving, my mum must have told the school what was going on. They didn't know whilst it was going on, but they definitely knew once we'd, we'd fled. And he tried to pick me up from school one day um, and, you know, was absolutely not allowed to come near me. But he tried to um, abduct me from school and my head teacher oh um, spotted him and hid me in her office um, and, and got him to leave. And so it's things like that. It's 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 um, it's what's the word? it's it's being um, alert. It's being aware, you know, no, you know, schools are far better being alert, at being aware. Yeah, it's you know schools are far better at um, monitoring who's coming for kids now. You can't just come and pick a child up, you know. You have named people, don't you? Yeah, on your safe list. I mean, any any advice on actual language that you would use to a child that they could understand um, if you're a loved one on the outside trying to support? Trust is the vital thing um, that that you can build with a child to enable those conversations to even be a, a possibility with a child because they will be very frightened to share anything. Um, you know, speaking again from my own experience and my experience working with children directly now, a lot of them are very scared to, to share anything because, again, we want to keep mum safe. We want to protect her. If I say anything, I might get into trouble. If I, if, if I don't say anything, we might we might get some, you know, if I do say something, we might actually get some support. I just don't know. And this is the, the, the mental gate, you know, um, thing that a child is always um, juggling um, when it comes to speaking oh, out about these mm -hmm. things. So it, I would say build a really good relationship with that child in, as in getting to know them, um, listen to them, um, and then you can approach things like, so what, how is it at home? 
again, they may, they may, it may switch on an alert for them, and they may go, everything's fine, because in their mind, um, it, it might not. They, they might be scared to share that information with you because they're not sure what the repercussions may be. Um, and so it, it's, it really is building a trusting relationship from, from the root, playing with them, getting to know their interests, and, and then they may tell you some, some things. But um, I, I probably would say not launching straight into a conversation about it um, would be best as it would put them on high alert yeah. yeah and I mean we can all find ourselves in these abusive situations mm-hmm. um you often hear I should stay for my children is this ever the right mentality no I get it I I very much understand it um, for, for many mums, it's wanting to keep the family together, not wanting to, you know, there's that stigma of having children with, a, you know, another person or, you know, or the, the relationship breaking down, you know, in, in some cultures, it's very frowned upon to be divorced and, and to leave your husband. And so it's all very understandable. I, I totally understand women that don't leave. Um, however, it's, it is, be- you know, it, it is the absolute right thing to do if you are living with domestic abuse. It does not get better. It does not get better. It only gets worse. And that's the vicious circle, isn't it? That's the vicious circle that you, some part of you may believe it's going to get better, but it's going to change. Right. You're going to believe maybe what the other person says, it only happened this once. I'm really, really sorry. And you kind of get sucked into that pattern again. Absolutely. And you're because still, they you're are still so charming it. on the other side of things. Of course. You know, you, you yeah. latch on to the moments where they're nice to you and they, they, um, they start, you know, they, they start you doing, for it. Um, yeah, y- yeah, you want that back. And you, you think, well, you know, he's not always like this. So you stay. Yeah, yeah. It's heartbreaking, heartbreaking. I mean, I, I totally understand why you could, you would stay. So when, when is the time to try and seek help for your child from, from, from your point of view? When, when do people come in contact with your service? They tend to come in contact with, the, with our service when, when they have already fled. Um, there, there have been a, a few times where um, they haven't fled and the, the abuser is still living in the home, which is, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you a bit more about that, where... Um, so, for example, social services are aware there has been domestic abuse in the family, but they have chosen to to try and keep the family together. So they'll put the the abuser on a perpetrator course and and the the um, the, the mum or the victim on um, a parenting course or um, the freedom course, which um, which which addresses domestic abuse and the signs and tries to empower um, the victim. Um, and so there, there is a lot of that now where they're trying to keep families together. And uh, I don't know what I think. <laughs> um, 
I don't know what I think because I don't think domestic abuse gets better. I think that um, it's in no circumstances. It's usually that's usually done under what we call um, sorry disguised compliance, where the perpetrator appears to be doing the right thing, but when all the professionals leave the home, they 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 may not hit anymore but they certainly will be abusive in other ways financially and controlling totally, in the way that they talk totally. to the child and, and the parent, their, and that, you know, their partner that's what's so difficult I think for some people to understand and yeah. for some people to get their head around they are very good at yeah. this it's a horrible thing to be good at but you are an expert at this so when someone Absolutely. says I've changed I'll do a course. The only way they succeeded in the first place is because they found, you know, those touch points, those spaces, maybe the parts of you that you're yearning to be nurtured, you know, they, they understand that whether it's conscious or subconscious, it is a very um, complicated thing to achieve abuse. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure everyone gives them enough credit in that to say, go on a perpetrator's course and, and this will be fixed. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to really understand what's leading them to do this in the first place. So I agree with you to, to be holding your, your judgment on that if we can ever keep families together healthily for long term. Uh -huh. Yes, the domestic physical abuse may stop, but... If there is ever a threat of violence in the home, that underlining tone already being there puts everything out of focus, doesn't it? It, it skews everything because if you're afraid that you're going to get hit, you may agree to things that you obviously don't want to do. Um, you're, it, it changes your whole demeanour. It bleeds into every part of your life. It affects yeah, you're not how going you to be being your everything. true self either. Of course, of course. So I think it's a really tricky thing to try and to fix in um i think it's a tricky thing to ever just attempt to fix like that it, mm -hmm. it would take years of specialist targeted work um which i don't think we can do i don't think we can do you know with the services that we have right now um yeah, yeah. i mean that is the eternal battle isn't it yeah, the, the, the trouble with the services we have right now is that everything is based on um, how much funding you have and then there are the pressures of um, seeing people as quickly as possible and even, you know, you know, in my service, I have to really put my foot down with those that we partner with and say, we are working with trauma. Whilst it would be great to work with someone within the six weeks framework that we all know very well, it's it's very likely, especially after the trauma of COVID, which has traumatized everybody, um, it, you it's it's better for you to manage your expectations and 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 understand that it's going to take longer and with a perpetrator um you have to go you know a course um you know you have to go so deep into their mindsets and find out what 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 is um you know what's what's the benefit of this behavior is it making me feel you know 
tall and manly and strong where did that where did you lose that where was when did that what's lacking yeah, yeah. what why do you need which they to might do not this? even know and totally. exactly which they might not even know within that week or however long the course is it's it's Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. It's it's I mean people struggle their whole lives to find these things out. These right. are life's big questions you know so it's, we can't it's, just um, expect a six-week course to fix that you know no. um and that's the no. problem we're all no. under a lot of pressure and um to to fix things as quickly as possible and the reality is it just doesn't work like that it just doesn't work no and as you said you're dealing with with trauma parents coming to you who have dealt with trauma um any advice on on the other side so obviously we want our children to be aware of dangers in the world you want them to be um also self-sufficient so having lived through this trauma any suggestions on how you parent on the other side like how could you i don't know i suppose it's coming down to trust and um belief in your child but basically (laughs) going a long way around to say this but I've survived I've had abuse when I was younger and this is sexual abuse talking about so it's slightly different but I find myself like thinking about play dates will I let my children do that or will I not and like what's fun I remember the joy that I had from play dates the joy when we used to watch Greece staying up um, at night having those midnight feasts and, and all of that stuff and I'm like my god for sexual abuse obviously it's it's often come from people that we know so yeah. would I do that um, and I find myself um, wondering if I'm being overprotective so I was just wondering if you ever had any situations on the other side of how do you live your life now like how do you start to rebuild and obviously that child has been in a really tricky position, obviously having to potentially those instincts of one like you wanting to protect your mum. How do you how do you parent afterwards basically? With a lot of compassion towards yourself and towards the child, um, you know, that protectiveness is very, very normal. It's a very normal reaction. Um, you know, my mum was super protective of me, um, you know, you know, to, 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 a, to a point where it was almost claustrophobic. Um, but, but, and I didn't understand now, it at the time, exactly, that's exactly but I understand I mean. it now. Mm. Yeah. So 
I, but I understand totally. it now and totally. it's 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 about um doing your own inner work to be honest um getting getting your own help getting that counseling if you need it getting you know if you don't want to do counseling get that coaching if you don't want to do the coaching get that healing work do the do the reading work um and build um and 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 help yourself heal sorry um and because the thing is that there's when you have a mistrust for people um you know based on experience um there's almost a mistrust that you have within yourself too because and so you have to you have to rebuild that trust within yourself to to be able to um to believe you can make good judgment so it's okay if my child goes to that friend's house um or that auntie's house um and being being able to trust yourself to make those decisions um you know because at the root of that is the part of you that's still saying well how did I allow this to happen to me you know I can't make good judgments look what happened to me how did I find myself here right yeah and so it's yeah. rebuilding that part yeah. of you, you know, that's self-blame, you know. And so it's it's about, you know, in, in that healing work, remembering that it was never your fault, remembering that that person took advantage, remembering, you know, you know, that you know what that person was doing and 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 stopping apportioning that blame to yourself and having it cloud um how you make decisions um, and your judgment going forward, remembering um, if that hadn't happened to you, the type of judgments you would make. That's such great advice because that is, that is work in itself right there, isn't it? I mean, whether you've had any abuse or trauma in your life, that is just our life's work to be able to do these things and to do these things easily and naturally. Um, to do all of that whilst parenting, you know, these things come out so subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Like I find myself doing things. I'm like, am I like kind of checking, um, just just checking things that actually are irrational fears, mm-hmm. but I'm so aware of it. And I just um, find it so interesting that obviously your children can pick up on that. What are the, the common, what's the common uh, advice that you are giving to children to, I suppose, common coping mechanisms, um, methods, strategies, ways to heal themselves, but thinking solely of the child. We don't give advice. <laughs> We're not allowed to give advice. Okay, but, um, that's a good one. That's a good start. So the, the first thing is it's more guiding them um, and helping them to understand certain things normalizing certain things you know that a lot of the time it's why am I like this how you know why are things like this why am I reacting like this and it's making those associations and saying you're having a very normal response to to you know and um, say for example um a child um misses misses the bus and so they're late for school and they're hugely anxious and worried and self-conscious that is a, you know, for them, it's the worst thing in the world. Everyone's going to be looking at me. I'm late now. I'm going to get shouted at. That is a very normal response. There's nothing wrong with that reaction. Yes, it's, um, yes, we've probably lost, um, 
the there's there's some irrational thought in there because um you you know everybody won't be looking at you because everybody just won't be but um, um but in some schools they the teacher will shout at you because you're late and so that's a very valid fear and and so you're not you're not thinking out of the realms of reality right you know so but and and so it's about me saying to that child but what could you do about that bus that was that was that was late or um you know the the bus that you missed like what happened in those steps to 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 make that happen you can't stop a bus from being late that's that bus's own journey and the driver's journey and so it's about um again using self compassion you know if you were late getting up then we know what went wrong but we're not going to be we're not going to spend a long time beating ourselves up for that because we can fix that we can set our alarm we can we can remember that we don't want to be late because we know the feeling that comes with that and so we're just going to guide you to make the the right decisions um and then in terms of um you know, really understanding how their childhood has impacted them. We go right back to the beginning and look at how things were for them and drawing, um, you know, drawing the associations with how things um, are with their parents, you know, looking possibly um, where we can at their own parents' childhoods. Um, And again, that's not to, so we can sit and be empathetic um, to, um, you know, to any adverse behaviour that that parent has, has has shown towards that child, but for them to um, stop blaming themselves, but also to gain an insight that they didn't have, which will make things make more sense for them. So it's about kind of helping them put pieces. It's like doing a jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> And helping them to put all the different pieces together so they can have an understanding of the, the big picture of their life. And, and what does that do to a child? To just be heard and seen and for them to understand what's happening to them. Like that must be um, for a child who's grown up in this lifestyle and it feels quite normal to see violence. Uh, regularly what 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 does it do when you sit down and explain these things when you take them through that process can you see changes happening oh absolutely and that's that's my favorite part to get to um with the children what did you say (laughs) yeah yeah. yeah it's it's that it's that moment where things start making sense you know because in the beginning um of of you never know what you're going to get every child is different you know sometimes you get a child that's just ready to talk they just want to blurt everything out and others are just so closed and understandably closed and they're not they're like well you're a stranger why am I going to tell you every anything and and so it's 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 my job and the rest of our team's job to work hard to build their trust you you aren't you you aren't entitled to their trust it's our jobs to build and work at it and not get disheartened and chip away and and start with the basics of just getting to know them you know before their trauma who are who are you what do you what are you into what do you like what you what don't you like you know and, and building from there I think that's so important and that may have never happened for them 
That may have never happened before. Just that intentional time of Uh who are you? What do you like? They may have never thought about that before, especially coming from trauma. Uh And for me personally, having survived trauma, I remember having to really think, you know, you can sometimes find yourself squeezing in to what makes sense so that you can fit in. Mm-hmm. rather than actually understanding what you want, what you want to do, what you want to like, because right. you're obviously trying to mold yourself into not being in any danger, right? That almost disease to please of just, uh-huh. if I do everything perfectly, something won't happen to me or to your parent, potentially. So I can yeah. just imagine that moment of sitting down with the child and be like, no, but think about it. What do you want? What do you like? Let's Let's think about who you who you really are. Mm-hmm. People, that child may never have had to think about those questions, just had the time or the luxury or the space to even delve into these things. So I can imagine that's a wonderful moment. Yeah, and all of our practitioners and therapists have lived experience and that's what is also very unique about our service. We all grew up with witnessing domestic abuse um, and I think that adds an extra empathy, understanding and patience with this work because, um, you know, knowing other people in this field, um, they can get quickly disheartened if a child isn't opening up. And, you know, we know the signs of a child that isn't ready and that's okay because you can do more harm forcing a child to talk. And and it's, and, and you know, I've had conversations where I've said it's okay if they're not ready. You know, social workers will try to push the child to to engage with us with my service and I'll say no 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 we don't we, we don't we don't do that here they will come when they're ready just like all people do um just because we're here doesn't mean they must come now we I hope we'll be here in another 10 20 years time so when they're ready when they're 20 that's the reason why we work from the age of 6 to 25 because we want to be here when you're 25 just like when when I went to get support, I wasn't a child, but I was an adult and there was no one to help me. And that's why um, we have such a huge age range in in, um, in terms of the, the ages that we give support. Yeah, that's so massively important. And as a community, how can we get involved with everything you are doing to support our children? How can we how can we help? That would be, I mean, that's a great question because w- it would be lovely to have community support. Um, you know, seek us out on social media. You know, the name is Free Your Mind CIC everywhere. And just, um, you know, share, get get engaged. You know, to, we, we are very talkative on social media and, you know, talk to us. Um, we we often do things like um, quiz nights, um, well, virtual quiz nights, um, and um, Facebook lives. Sorry, not Facebook lives. Instagram lives. You know, please come and get involved. Um, share as much as you can about our service because, again. You know, whilst we are definitely being seen now, we absolutely are. Um, you know, there was a time when, because um, we've been fighting. Fighting is not the right word, maybe. <laughs> we have been pushing really hard for um, children to be seen legally as victims of domestic abuse. And last year, they 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 were. And all the, you know, 
heads of the larger services all clapped for themselves and said, look what we've done. And um, that was a really disheartening moment to see that, that, that all these huge services, you know, white services, <laughs> to be clapping for themselves, yet not done half the work we had done to, to push. You know, like I said, when I wanted help, there was nothing for me um, and so many others. And um, and the community really got behind me on that day. They were like, no, you're going to give free all my net accolades. And so I would love to see more of that, you know, really um, helping us to, to – to 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 what's the word to, to really settle us our, our space in this area you know we're not just some little service in the corner we are really punching our weight punching above our weight um in terms of the size we are against the impact that we make and so um you know solidifying that and 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 we can only do that with the community behind us you know cheering for us and letting us um letting other people know about us you can also volunteer as well if you want to volunteer and you can email um info at freeyourmindcic.com to get involved in any way um yeah there's so many ways you can get involved and what's the volunteering look like what would you be asking for and so there'd be so the first thing is you can volunteer as a peer, um, a peer mentor for a child. So if you have grown up um, witnessing domestic abuse, you can essentially give back um, by being a mentor. Now, that doesn't mean you'll be giving therapy like we do, <laughs> but you would be, for example, when we finish sessions, sessions with a child, um, if possible, they will be referred on to other services, um, you know, that will help um, just help their well-being. So it might be boxing classes, it might be meditation classes. Um, in other cases, we like to team them up with a mentor that is, um, you know, a cultural match um, that can just check in with that child and talk to them. Um, you could be that person for a child that we would say, hey, you're a match for this child um, to check in with every now and again and just have give them a space to talk. Um, there'd be, you know, DBS checks and all, and all those things um, done first, but you could be a peer mentor for a child if you have lived experience. Um, in terms of other ways, you could volunteer with us um, getting behind our fundraising campaigns, um, social media campaigns, um, events that we do. You can get involved in um, the the creation and involvement of those things we are very volunteer um friendly <laughs> so please bring it on the more the merrier yeah absolutely please do and anyone listening who may have experienced domestic violence in their childhood what would you like to say to them i would like to say that you know, you may have heard this before, but it's absolutely true that none of it was your fault. You didn't do anything to cause what happened to you. Absolutely nothing. Um, it's really important for you to show as much compassion to yourself as possible and get into the habit of doing that. You know, even now I have to remind myself to speak to myself in my compassionate voice that that is the part of you that wants the best for you, that loves you, that sticks up for you 
You know, when you're getting angry, that, you know, others might see that as your aggression, but that's your compassionate side saying, hey, that wasn't fair. That wasn't okay. I'm not happy about that. You know, um, really um, become compassionate with yourself. And in turn, you'll have more compassion for others, which is also important too. Um, Seek help where you need to, you know, I get lots of DMs and even if I don't respond the same day or the same week, I will, I definitely will get back to you. I really always do. Um, but you can also email, sorry, you can also um, contact um, for your mind social media. And we have, again, people with lived experience that can reach back out to you if you just want to talk. Um, and if you want to refer yourself as well, you can um, you can do that by emailing info at freeyourmindcic.com and getting some information about how you can be referred. So there are so many ways to get support, but starting with being really compassionate with yourself is, is key. And one of the key things that I learned in my own healing journey to help, you know, life become better for myself. I actually think it's life-saving what you're doing. It is a game-changer and life-saving for people. I've been told that before uh, by a child. Confidence. You saved my life. It is. <laughs> it, 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 no, but you have. I, I, I know you have. I know you have. I know what it w- would have done for me in, in, in abusive situations, and I know, um, I know what it will, will do. It, it, yeah. it is life-changing. It's game-changing. And you never know what that child mm-hmm. who said that what they'll go on to do. You don't know what your legacy is doing right now because it's every single person you've touched, which is just the most beautiful thing. So I am so honoured. Like I said, I've been wanting to speak to you for for ages. I'm so proud and and grateful for everything you're doing for all of us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for sharing and for doing everything you're doing. I know it is not easy. So just please keep on doing Keep on fighting the good fight. Um, I know we all appreciate it. I absolutely will. And honestly, thank you, because I love everything you do and everything that you stand for and what you're about. And I'm not a mum yet, but I want to be a mum one day. And I often look at mums and think, how do they do it all? And how will I do it all? Um, And, you you know, it's just inspiring to see dope mums doing their thing, you know. (laughs) It's great. Thank you for showing us that it can be done. Dope Black Mums. If you'd like to join the Dope Black Mums private Facebook group, please search Dope Black Mums on Facebook. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Please follow on all socials at Dope Black Mums. Thanks so much for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.